Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mysterious Headlines. This is the podcast where we cover missing person cases and crime cases to help find answers and justice for families. Today, we're going to be digging back into the Quentin Simon case. It's been a little while since I've done a podcast episode, as there hasn't really been any new developments, but we now have some new developments to cover. If you're unfamiliar with this case, I highly recommend you go back into my podcast archive and you can find previous episodes that I have done covering this case, and that'll get you caught up to speed to where we are today. Now, there's a couple pieces of breaking news that I want to cover. The first one is that Billy Joe Howell, the mother of Leilani Simon and grandmother of Quentin Simon, has been booked into the Catham County Detention Center for contempt of court. Now, um, contempt of court includes disobeying or ignoring a court order, taking photos or shouting out in court, refusing to answer the court's questions if you're called as a witness, publicly commenting on a court case, for example, on social media or on online news articles, if you comment on this, um, you could be held in contempt of court if you speak publicly or post on social media regarding a case. So you shouldn't say whether you think a person is guilty or innocent or refer to someone's previous convictions or name someone the judge has allowed to be anonymous, even if you um, did not know this. Name any victims, witnesses, and offenders under the age of 18. Name any sex crime victims. Share any evidence or facts about a case that judge has said cannot be made public. All of these things can get you um, to be held in contempt of court. So she is currently being held on that, which is interesting. Um, Now, there's also been some um, information that has come out, an eight-page indictment um, regarding... Quentin Simon's death and Leilani Simon's um, basically convictions. So we're going to break that down in this podcast episode. There's a lot here, but we're going to break it all down to help you kind of understand what it all means. We're first going to listen to the most recent press conference done by the DA. Good afternoon, everyone. As you know, my name is Shalina Jones, and I am your Chatham County District Attorney. I'm here today to discuss a matter that has captured the hearts and minds of many people across our community, across the state of Georgia, and across this nation. And that is the sad and untimely death of two-year-old baby boy, Quentin Simon. Over these past few weeks, There have been photos and images that you might have seen of many women hard at work, combing through heaps of trash, looking for just the smallest sign of what happened to baby Q, as he was affectionately known. When any person, particularly a child of tender years, is murdered, harmed, victimized, or goes missing in our community, It's a matter that calls our very humanity into question. These are the cases that keep us up at night. These are the cases 
that deserve justice. Before I begin, I would like to, to thank the fine members of law enforcement, particularly our Chatham County Police Department, Police Chief, Chief Jeff Hadley. Thank you if you'll join me here. I appreciate it. Um, and to the rest of his team, particularly the lead investigator on this case, Detective Lemons. Chief, I want to thank you for the hard work and dedication that you've devoted to this case from the very beginning. Yes, ma'am. Your department was boots on the ground, and you made this the, high, the highest priority for our county. You represented our county well, and we greatly appreciate it. To the men and women of the Chatham County Sheriff's Office, the GBI, the Department of Natural Resources, and every other, the FBI, of course, and every other law enforcement agency that devoted time, effort, and resources to searching for baby Quentin. We say thank you. These men and women worked very long hours, turning shifts for six weeks straight, working tirelessly and would not quit until Quentin's body was found. Were it not for their tireless efforts, we would not have been able to take the first step on the long road to justice as we have today. I'm standing here before you because earlier this morning, the sworn in and paneled, and paneled members of our Chatham County Grand Jury returned a 19 count indictment against the mother of Quentin Simon, that is defendant Leilani Simon. Defendant Simon is charged in the indictment with one count of malice murder for the intentional killing or death of her son, Quentin Simon. She is also charged in counts two and three with felony murder in the death of her son. She is, counted, she is charged also with one count of concealment of the death of another in this indictment. And that is followed by several counts of giving false statements during the course of a police investigation. As your district attorney, I realize that this matter is really important to our community and also to the inquiring minds both here and beyond our community that want to know what happened to baby Quentin and how it happened. That curiosity is not lost on me. However, there's more evidence that, will, that may be revealed during the course of this investigation. And I say that to remind you all that this is an ongoing criminal investigation. As prosecutors, we are duly bound to preserve the judicial process by not making out-of-court statements about the case and by not releasing evidence in the case. I want you to know that this is not about hiding anything and our goal is always to be transparent with the members of the public. However, it is very important that we preserve the sanctity of the judicial process. It is very important that we do that so that the evidence in this case, if this case should go to trial, can be heard by jurors who are selected from this community, the jurors, the citizens, and the people who are most impacted by the untimely death of Quentin Simon. But not revealing this evidence also ensures that the criminal proceeding remain fair, 
just, untainted, and that this case is not tried in the court of public opinion, but is resolved in a court of law. What that means is that while this case is of grave importance to our office, and we will devote every resource to making sure that this case is properly handled from beginning to end. It also means that we will not be responding to any open records requests or media questions about the facts and underlying circumstances and the evidence of the case. We all know that justice takes time but it should be swift and sure and fair. We appreciate the time and patient, your time and patience with us in this matter as we continue to pursue justice for baby Quentin Simon and for the citizens of Chatham County. Thank you very much. Depends on what questions you have. The indictment has not been sealed as of yet. It is, that means that as of now, it is still a matter of public record. You can obtain a copy of that indictment from the office of the Superior Court Clerk. I know there's only so much you can release, but from the evidence that you've had a chance to look at, is there anything you can tell us that really stuck out to you? What was the most shocking to you just from a human point of view? Well, I would generally say, not about this case, but in general, whenever we have a death of a child of, of tender years, in this case, as I said, Quentin Simon was two years old, that's something that is just going to stick in your mind. As a prosecutor, that's something that keeps me up at night, and that is what's going to keep me and the rest of this office pursuing justice in this case. Well, Lenny Simon still has a petition to take her bond hearing to Superior Court. Is that something that surprises you, or is she where she needs to be? Well, I think that would be a better question that's reserved for her defense counsel. Um, I am not surprised by any moves that the defendants do and don't make. My job is to make sure that we stand ready to respond to whatever moves they make, and so should she request a bond hearing, my office will be ready. Can you show us why Billy Joe McCall was jailed? Can you repeat the question? Can you show us why Billy Joe was jailed? That's a separate legal matter that's still under investigation. I'm not at liberty to discuss that matter at this time. And you may not be able to answer this question either, but what resulted in the, the contempt charges for Ms. Uh, Billy Joe Powell What's the question? What resulted in the contempt uh, charges? Are you asking what caused the contempt? Uh, again, that's a separate legal matter. I'm not at liberty to discuss that at this time. In your course of prosecution here, you have three murder charges for one victim. Can you talk about it, just explain to the general public why that happens, the difference in mal malice murder and the two counts of felony murder? Prosecutors often develop different theories of a case and how a murder may or may not have occurred. It is not uncommon for us in murder cases, and you'll see this in our other indictments, to charge murder in a number of different ways. And as I said, as the evidence is, continues to evolve in this case and we get closer to trial, should we get there, um, we'll have more information about if any additional murder charges need to be filed or if they need to be changed in any way. You say you're still gathering evidence. Talk about the confidence you have in the evidence that you have right now. 
Well, to be honest, I wouldn't be standing here before you if I wasn't confident about the evidence that we have. We have more than sufficient evidence to bring the charges, and that's why we presented this case to grand jury. They, they actually believed us. They turned, returned a true bill on the indictment. We're confident about that. But what makes me even more confident is that I get to rely on the hard work and evidence and um, investigation of Chief Hadley, his team, our law enforcement agencies. Um, they, they collected copious amounts of evidence, and because of their fine investigative, investigative work, I feel very confident that we are uh, about the position that we're in today. You spoke to the hard work of Chief Hadley um, and law enforcement in this case, um, and I know Chief Hadley told us multiple times that he didn't want to stand before us months later talking about flaws in the investigation and how that's impacted the case. Can you just speak to how the efforts of law enforcement have helped make this case, uh, have helped make you confident in the evidence of this case so far? Well, um, I would say that the, the evidence that was produced by law enforcement, we, the good thing is that we had a number of different law enforcement agencies coming together and pooling their information and resources. I am very proud of the work of the detective, the lead detective on this case, who was absolutely solid from beginning to end. And, um, you know, that's something that you pick up when you're a prosecutor and, and examining evidence and case files and working with detectives. Also, we have one of our top-notch prosecutors. All of our prosecutors in this office are uh, top-notch, but we have one of our top-notch prosecutors who specializes in these kinds of cases and crimes against children who reviewed the case day and night. So, you know, we are, those kinds of things build our our confidence in moving forward with the, with the charge. Do we have any information or update information about the boyfriend who was home at the time? We have information about that, but again, that's not anything that I'm going to re reveal right now as I can't talk about the underlying facts and circumstances. I'm sorry, I wish I could. I know you want to know, but um, out of respect for the judicial process, I kind of have to keep my word on that. And also, I'd like to keep my bar license. So I appreciate your time and attention. Thank you for coming out this afternoon. We will continue to keep you posted as necessary. Thank you and thank you to the, the citizens of Chatham County. Obviously, the DA couldn't say much as she's, you know, holding out for the judicial process. So there was a lot of questions she couldn't answer there. Um, but we are going to go through the indictments. There, there are a lot here, but um, we're going to kind of break down each one. So count one is malice murder. In the name of and on behalf of the citizens of the state of Georgia, charge and accuse Leilani Maurice. Mary Simon with the offense of malice murder for that the said Leilani Marie Simon in the county of Cathamon State Georgia on or about the fifth day of October 22nd or sorry October 2022 did unlawfully with malice forethought cause the death of her son Quentin Simon a human being in manner unknown to the grand jury at the time Contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia, the good order, peace, and dignity thereof. Count two, felony murder. In the name of and on behalf of the citizens of the state of Georgia, further charge and accuse Leilani Marie, Mary Simon with the offense of felony murder. For that, the said Leilani Marie Simon in the county of um, Catham and the state of Georgia, on or about the fifth day of October 22nd, 
did commit the offense of a grave assault in violation of OCGA, a felony in that the accused did make an assault upon the person of her Quentin Simon with an object that when used offensively against a person did result in serious bodily injury. The nature of this object being unknown to the grand jury at this time and the accused did in the commission of this offense cause Quentin's death. Contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia, the good order, peace, and dignity thereof. Basically, all of that basically says she beat Quentin with an object. And that that caused his death. Oh my gosh. It just utterly, utterly heartbreaking to think of how could a mother do that. Count three, felony murder. <clears throat> Um, in the name of and on behalf of the citizens of the state of Georgia, further charge and accuse Leilani Mary Simon with the offense of felony murder for that the said Leilani Mary Simon in the county of Catham in the state of Georgia on or about the fifth day of October 22nd did commit offense of cruelty to a child in the first degree in violation of the OCGA and that the accused did maliciously cause her son Quentin Simon, a human being and a child, under the age of 18 years, cruel and excessive physical pain in a manner unknown to the grand jury at this time, and the accused did, in the commission of this offense, cause Quentin's death, contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia, the good order, peace, and dignity thereof. So that's like another count of felony murder, but worded a little bit differently that she caused um, excessive physical pain. Count four, concealing the death of another. And the jurors, um, in the name of and on behalf of the citizens of the state of Georgia, further charge and accuse Leilani Mary Simon with the offense of concealing death of another for that the said Leilani Mary Simon in the county of Catham in the state of Georgia on or about the fifth day of October 2022 did unlawfully conceal the death of her son, Quentin Simon, by discarding him in a dumpster at Azalea Mobile Home Plaza, which hindered the discovery of whether Quentin was unlawfully killed, contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia, the good order, peace, and dignity thereof. So that's, you know, saying that she knew about his death, she disposed of his body at the Mobile Home Plaza and failed to, like, give that information to police. Count five, false report of a crime. Leilani Mary Simon with the offense of false report of a crime for that the day that said Leilani Mary Simon in the county of Catham in state of Georgia on about the 5th day of October did willfully and knowingly give a false report of a crime to the Catham County Police Department a law enforcement agency of this state by implying that Quentin Simon has been abducted by an unknown intruder contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia. So she told police that she believed Quentin had been abducted by an intruder and she had already killed him and so it was false report of a crime. Count six, making a false statement. With the offense of making a false statement, Leilani Mary Simon to the county of Catham in the state of Georgia on or about the fifth day of October 2022 did knowingly and willfully make a false statement of Marianne Lemons of the Catham County Police Department and Bradford Snyder of the Federal Bureau of Investigation 
law enforcement officers engaged in the lawful discharge of their official duties investigating the disappearance of Quentin Simon, a matter within the jurisdiction of the police department, a department of the government of this county to investigate, by having admitted that she had left her home in the late hours of October 4th, 2022, to meet her drug dealer, falsely stating that the purpose of this meeting was to pay an existing drug debt, contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia. So she made a false statement and she basically had called police and um, had told them, um, well, had got police involved to investigate the disappearance of Quentin Simon. And they're saying that in the late night hours of October 4th, she went to meet her drug dealer falsely stating that the purpose of this was to pay an existing drug debt. Now, we know that they've been saying, so the 5th is when Quentin Simon disappeared. The 4th is when apparently this drug deal occurred. So that was count 6. Count 7 is also making a false statement. Leilani Mary Simon with the offense of making a false statement um, for that, the said Leilani Mary Simon in the county of Catham in the state of Georgia, on or about the fifth day of October 2022, did knowingly and willfully make a false statement to Marion Lehmans of the Catham County Police Department and Bradford Snyder of FBI. Law enforcement officers engaged in the lawful discharge of their official duties investigating the disappearance of Quentin Simon. By falsely stating that the only controlled substance of which she was a regular user was marijuana, contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia. So basically, she lied to them saying she only ever did marijuana, and that was false. There were other drugs that she was actively doing at that time. Count 8 is also making a false statement. With the offense of making a false statement, Leilani Mary Simon in the county of Catham in the state of Georgia on about the 5th day of October 2022 did knowingly and willfully make a false statement. So again, to these same people, Marion Lemons of um, the Catham County Police Department and Bradford Snyder of the FBI, um, by falsely stating that the only controlled substance she had used in the past 24 hours was marijuana. So there's there's a couple counts here of the false statement, but count seven was that she had only ever used um was a regular user of marijuana, and that was false. And then she had said in the past 24 hours she had only used marijuana, and that was false. We go to count nine, which is another count of making a false statement. Okay, again, to these same people, Marion Lemons of Catham County, Bradford Snyder of, Fed, of the FBI, okay, falsely stating that the purpose of this trip was to meet her friend Misty to obtain, so this is on October 5th, the purpose of this trip she left was to meet with her friend Misty to obtain Orgel, a topical pain reliever, from Misty, and that on this trip the accused had in fact met Misty at a Chevron service station and had obtained Orgel from her, contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia. So she made another false statement, and... um. She said she was meeting this friend to get Oragel, which is a topical pain reliever. So then we go to, that was count nine, we go to count ten, 
which is making a false statement. Another count of making a false statement. Okay. So, again, the same people, Marion Lemons of Catham County and Bradford Snyder of the FBI, to investigate. A matter of fact, um, she had, in fact, on October, early morning hours of October 5th, 2022, she had, in fact, traveled to Azalea Mobile Home Plaza and there had discarded her son, Quentin Simon, in a dumpster, contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia. So, again, she had discarded of him and did not tell police about it. Okay, now these are falsehoods on October 8th. So count 11, making another false statement. So they're saying, again, same, um, Leilani Mary Simon, okay, Catham County, on or about the 8th day of October, so now we're to October 8th, did knowingly and willfully make a false statement to Bridget Brock of FBI, a law enforcement officer engaged in the lawful discharge of investigating the disappearance of Quentin Simon by having admitted that she had left her home to meet her drug dealer in the late night hours of October 4th, 2022, falsely stating that the purpose of this meeting was to pay an existing drug debt, contrary to the laws. So she made a false statement again on October 8th to the FBI agent saying she had left her house to go pay up an existing drug debt, that was not true. She was getting the orange gel. Okay. Now count twelve. Okay. On or about the eighth day of October, did knowingly and willfully conceal from Bridget Brock of the FBI to wit that on the night of October 4th, 2022, she had used controlled substances contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia. So she basically lied, had said that she had only used marijuana within the last 24 hours, and that was false. She had used other substances. Count 13, okay, again involving Bridget Brock of the FBI, okay, She said that she left her home in the early morning hours of October 5th and had traveled to the Azalea Mobile Home Plaza, falsely stating that the purpose of this trip was to meet her friend Misty to obtain Orogel, topical pain reliever from Misty, and that on this trip, the accused had in fact met Misty at Azalea Mobile Home Plaza and had obtained Orogel. So this is another one, but this is because it was on the 8th of October she said this, um, was misstating this information to the FBI agent. Okay, now we go on to count 14. This is, again, having to do with October 8th. Again, Bridget Brock of the FBI. In the early, so she's, she told Bridget Brock of the FBI in the early morning hours of October 5th at the Azalea Mobile Home Plaza, um, she had discarded her son, Quentin Simon, in a dumpster, contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia. So she lied about to this FBI agent about disposing of his body in the dumpster. Now we move on to falsehoods of October 12th. So we've jumped to October 12th, okay? This one is involving Bradford Snyder, who was in some of the other ones, and Savannah Solomon of the FBI, okay? 
And by having admitted that she had left her home in the early morning hours of October 5th and had traveled to the Azalea Home Plaza, falsely stating that the purpose of this trip was to meet her friend Misty to obtain Orgel. Okay, so this is again regarding the Orgel situation, but this just has to do with um, October 12th. Then we have another count 16 making a false statement having to do with October 12th. Again, the same people, Bradford and Savannah from the FBI. Um, by having admitted that she had discarded something in a dumpster at Azalea Mobile Home Plaza in the early morning hours of October 5th, falsely stating that that all she had discarded was normal household garbage. So she lied to them saying, I just took out regular garbage. Count 17, making a false statement, again having to do with October 12th. Again, Bradford, Snyder, and Savannah Simon of the FBI. She um, said... Um, that the early morning hours of October 5th at the Azalea Mobile Home Plaza, she had discarded of her son, Quentin Simon, in a dumpster. So, again, lying about having discarded him. Then we move to October 31st. So, um, this has to do with October 31st. Um, Marianne Lemons, again, which she was in some of the others, and Savannah Solomon and Bradford Snyder of the FBI. Stating... By falsely stating that it was not accused, but rather Daniel Youngkin, who had traveled away from the home in the early morning hours of October 5th. So, she basically said um, that Daniel Youngkin had been involved, and that ended up being false information. Okay, count 19, making a false statement. Again, having to do with um, this, now this has to do with the date of November 21st. She did knowingly and willfully make a false statement. So Marianne Lemons, again, Savannah Solomon from the FBI, um, by having once again admitted that she, not Daniel Youngkin, had left the home in the early morning hours of October 5th and had traveled to the Azalea Mobile Home Plaza, and having admitted that she had had no contact there with her friend Misty, falsely stating that she did not remember which what she had done there, contrary to this laws in the state of Georgia. Okay. These are all of the indictments. Who? A lot. A lot. I mean, definitely what stands out to me, obviously she lied a bunch. She, they're basically saying she took an object and she brutally assaulted Quentin until he died. And then she lied about disposing about his body. And said she had just disposed of regular household trash. And was clearly doing a lot of different drugs. And it's really sad. Quentin deserved better. Quentin deserved more than what he got. And I'm glad that Leilani is going to be punished. And now Billy Joel is being held in contempt of court. But I think every single adult in that household needs to be held accountable. Because they knew that there was abuse going on even prior to Quentin's death. And I've said this before, but they need to be held accountable. We can't just hold single people accountable. We need to hold everybody accountable. And I hope, I hope that they will be held accountable. But I'm grateful that we've gotten to this point where Leilani is doing her time. And we'll see what happens with Billy Joe. 
And I'm, I'm grateful that some justice is being served for Quentin. Sadly, it's never going to bring him back. It's never going to be enough. He was a two-year-old little boy that died and didn't deserve to die. And it's utterly heartbreaking. Truly, utterly heartbreaking. I hate covering these young child cases. Because as, I, as I've said before, that kids don't just disappear. Like, there's circumstances surrounding every child's disappearance. And it just takes time to figure out what those circumstances are. And now we have those. We know that she assaulted him and she killed him. She murdered him. And she does not deserve anything. She does not deserve anything. Anyone that murders does not deserve anything. Does not deserve anything. And I pray that, I pray, I pray that justice can be served and that this case can, a lesson can be made for other police departments and how to handle it. Because I've got to say, they were on this case from the beginning, the police department, the FBI, they were on this case from the beginning. They intervened from the beginning. They took it seriously when they heard that they thought he might have been dumped in the landfill, they spent days and weeks searching. And I can only imagine how difficult that was to search through all that rubbage to find him. And they did. They did not give up. And there's some other cases that I cover here on this podcast episode where I feel like Police could learn a lesson. They could learn some tips for how to truly cover a missing child's case. Because I've got to give it to Catham County and the FBI and how they've handled Quentin Simon's case. Truly, I do. Out of all the cases I covered, this police department has done amazing. I thank you all for listening. I'd love to know your thoughts. You can always chime in on Twitter at MYS Headlines and on Instagram, MYS Headlines Pod. I'd love to know your thoughts when we have some more information regarding um, Leilani Simon or Billy Joe Simon. I'll definitely do a podcast episode. But until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast episode and letting me know what you think and sharing it with a friend. Bye.